Well, good evening, Warrior fans, wherever you are, and thanks for joining us tonight. Warriors getting ready to take on the Lapine Hawks. The boys' varsity action here from Lapine High School in the championship game of this little mini tournament, two-day tournament here in Lapine. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll give you as good a game as we gave you last night, uh, where the boys were <clears throat> able to take care of Burns in uh, pretty easy fashion. Um, and hopefully, uh, Wes, you picked me up on this and uh, uh, realized I didn't see your text message in time, but hopefully you picked this up and you've got us going live here uh, right now. Let me know if that's the case. If not, uh, then uh, we will uh, start that again if we need to. But uh, Warriors... Looking to go 2-0 and here on the early start of the season up against Lapine Hawks, who uh, are already 2-0. and uh, They come into this game with a win uh, versus Culver and then beating Aragon last night. Uh, and neither one of their games has been particularly close. They won the first one 66-37 at Culver and then defeated Aragon last night here at Lapine High School by a 61-45 margin. Now... Warriors looked pretty sharp last night, but they were playing against a Burns team that was uh, woefully outgunned and outmanned and outlinked. Uh, the Warriors have pretty good length, some of the best length in the state, with Ward at 6'6", Graham and Watcherson at about 6'4", each. And, uh, you know, the Burns came into that with one kid about 6'4", and he just couldn't handle Ward down there. And uh, so... It really was a no contest. Uh, Watcherson do whatever he wanted. Graham kind of got whatever he wanted. <clears throat> and it really wasn't anything the Highlanders could do. Uh, so uh, tonight, uh, this is not a particularly long Lapine team either. Uh, we'll talk about their roster here in a second uh, as we get things ready to roll here. It looks like we've got about 13 minutes on the clock. I haven't seen the varsity boys yet come out of the locker room, so they're not going to have a particularly long warm-up here after the burns Irigon, uh girls game finished. It was only about 16 minutes on the clock uh, to begin with, and they haven't come out yet. Um, so things to look for tonight. Things, things that we want to see. Uh, we'd like to see them take care of the basketball, uh, not turn it over. I know that's one of Scott's really big points of emphasis is take care of that basketball. Make sure that uh, you've got um, you know, yourself and the ball under control. Uh, run the offense. Get the ball to Josh inside. Uh, I'd like to be able to, to work some of that inside a little bit and get Josh uh, some one-on-one -on -one moves in there. If they're going to sag down off of that, uh, Josh will kick it back out or you'll have uh, somebody will have an open look on the perimeter and so then it's going to be a matter of the three-point shooting stepping up and knocking that down. So this uh, Lapine team comes into this, as I mentioned, 2-0. and uh, And if I look at their roster, uh, they list uh, their tallest player at 6'6", and then they've got uh, kind of a plethora of 6'2", 6'1", kids. Uh, David Matthews, a junior post. Uh, and I think... Uh, he went against Josh last year, and it was kind of a no contest. He didn't match up very well with him. Uh, but on the uh, uh, the guard positions, though, they've got some quickness, and they've got some guys who can handle the ball a little bit, uh, which could give our guards a little bit of trouble. We're not as quick as we were last year uh, at the guard position, uh, but uh, and we're a little bit younger with Logan Grove as a sophomore uh, starting. And... Uh, it's a learning curve for him. It's a steep learning curve, if you will. It's uh, 
when you become a point guard uh, at the varsity level, it is nothing like the JV level. You see moves you haven't seen before. Defenders uh, have seen everything you've got to offer. You're not going to throw them a curve at all. And as a result of that, you just have to be really uh, careful with the ball. Um, understand what your role is. Don't try to do too much uh, because you can get yourself in trouble real quickly against a good veteran defensive guard. <clears throat> now, last year, of course, you know the Warriors were able to trot out some really good shooters uh, from the perimeter. Michael Duncan, one of the best outside shooters in the state. Tyler Parr, uh, when he got it going, was just absolute money in the spot-up shooting. And uh, when you lose two really good shooters like that, you know other kids have got to step up. And so far, uh, that you know in the first game that really wasn't necessary uh one of these games you know and maybe it's going to be Klatskanai or Rainier next week or OES um pretty soon there's going to be a team that's going to make us have to knock down shots they're going to focus on taking Josh away uh they're going to do it pretty effectively and guys like Isaac Watcherson and Keenan Graham and others are going to have to step up and knock down those open shots that may be where Logan Grove comes into this a little bit also with his outside shooting ability and Logan's a, a high basketball IQ kid he's grown up around the game he's a smart kid on the floor and um it's just a matter of him getting that experience so that he's ready and he's going to get a lot of road games uh, to kind of prepare himself for that. Uh, he's going to be getting uh, not only these two road games here, but he's also going to have uh, road games next week at OES and Klatskanai and then the following week at Rainier. And so, uh, and if we look even further ahead than that, uh, let me see here. I think I've got that schedule handy. Um, if I look a little bit further ahead, uh, we've got the Toledo tournament on the 20th and 21st. And it's not until the 28th of December that Warrington comes to Amity where the boys will play a home game. So it's going to be a stretch of two tonight three, four, five, six, seven in a row on the road. And that's actually, like I said, really good for a young point guard uh, to be able to get some experience on the road, not really feel any pressure, uh, but playing in kind of a hostile environment, you know, throughout the preseason. And that'll get him ready for those tough road games during the league, whether it's in Dayton or Salem Academy or YC or wherever it is. We're going to take a break for just a couple of minutes. We've got about nine and a half minutes to go here before the start of this one. Uh, we'll come back and uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about last night's game uh, and uh, a little more about what we're going to see tonight, hopefully out of these Warriors as they're now out on the floor warming up here at Lapine High School. This is Amity Warrior Basketball on KLYC. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. If you own property, you know there are always some jobs around that you just don't have the equipment to do. That's when you need to give Warrior Construction a call. Owner-operator Scott Worthington has decades of experience and can handle all sorts of excavation and demolition jobs with great expertise. Whether it's a septic system install, foundation dig-out, driveways, large landscaping jobs, trenching, or just getting some land cleared, Warrior Construction can handle it all. Give Scott a call at 971-241-1934. Looking to buy or sell a home or some other piece of real estate? Call local realtor Becky Mather with EXP Realty LLC and the Welcome Home team. As your trusted advisor, Becky is ready to walk with you through every stage of your real estate journey. Let Becky Mather help you make a real estate slam dunk. You can reach her at 971-241-2997. That's 971-241-2997. Becky Mather at EXP Realty. Roots and soil, crops and combines, time spent in the fields, it's all important to farmers. At Country Financial, we value the hard work you put in each day. That's why we focus on all types of farms with options like AgriPlus. 
which gives you the benefits of a standard farm policy plus higher limits and more enhanced coverage. Let Country Financial help you with a customized policy to fit your operation so you can grow your own way. Policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Your local country agent is Tim Harzma, 503-565-2043. Trade Street Commons in downtown Amity is a historical place celebrating small businesses and community. Whether you desire a cup of Illy Coffee Excellence and a homemade waffle at the Common Cup, a gift of locally made chocolates and flower arrangements from Rainflower Florist and Sweets, or a hearty meal of fresh, delicious Mexican food from Tacos Burroughs, you will find that need met at the Trade Street Commons. Good food and drink combined in a friendly, quaint atmosphere. Come and visit us in Amity today. Transitions in life. Sometimes it's difficult. One of the biggest transitions is when a loved one leaves us. Macy and Son is there for you. A trusted friend for five generations in Yamhill County. At that time, you will have lots of questions and need someone to walk with you every step of the way. Burial or cremation and a myriad of options, now including aqua cremations. Let Macy and Son walk that journey with you. Macy and Son McMinnville. Five generations helping with funeral and family needs. Whether you are starting a new project or just in need of repairs, call the experts at McMullen Electric. McMullen will make sure that the job gets done right and at a fair price. You can trust this locally owned and operated company to treat you as a valuable client no matter what size the job. McMullen has nothing but five-star reviews from HomeAdvisor. It simply doesn't get any better than that. McMullen Electric proudly serves its customers with pride, integrity, and attention to the details that matter most to you. Call today to get your electrical needs met. 503-435-9487. Well, good evening, Warrior fans. Welcome back to the pregame here. We've got about six minutes to go before the start of this uh, varsity boys action, 3A level between your Amity Warriors and the Lapine Hawks. Looks like uh, maybe the JV is wrapping up over there. Uh, got a chance to go over to the and uh, watch some of the boys' JV against Lapine, and boy, what a rough and tumble game that was. Extremely intense and physical, and I like the way that Cody Nelson has... Uh, that group of young men playing at the JV level. They play with a lot of intensity. The expectations are high, but he's doing a great job of teaching them as well. And, you know, it's just uh, really nice to have uh, a JV coach. He's really growing into that position, but having a JV coach that really enjoys uh, teaching the kids and but also takes those JV games seriously and trying to help prepare those kids for a varsity atmosphere in terms of the pace of the game and the intensity and the aggressiveness he wants them to play with. And you know, Lapine was wanted to match that, uh, and it led to uh, multiple technical fouls over the course of the game. One on Amity, uh, three of them when I had left middle of the third quarter on Lapine. And it was a close game. That was one basket game when I left, so I'm not sure what happened. We'll see if we can get a final score on that. Uh, my wife was going to finish watching that, and I'm sure she'll bring us a report on how that game ended. Now, uh, on to the varsity action. So last night, Josh Wart pretty much do anything he wanted. Had about 25 points in that game. And uh, most teams are not going to have an answer for Josh. I mean, most teams didn't have an answer for Josh last year. There just isn't much he can't do on the basketball court. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I was standing with Coach Nelson at the JV game at halftime, and uh, a ball rolled over to me, and I'm standing out of bounds um, about the top of the key extended. So, you know, probably 27, 28 feet away from the basket. And I took the ball and threw it at the basket and it went in. So I was joking with Josh and said, hey, it's your turn. We're playing horse. And he's like, ah, what? Okay, where am I shooting from? And I 
standing out of bounds. So he stands right next to me there and shoots a shot in nice, perfect rhythm, nothing but the bottom of the net. And Coach Nelson and I just laugh. It's like, you know, here's your big guy who is such an outstanding low post player, can take you from the high post, um, has that ability to step out to, you know, 25, 28 feet and comfortably shoot the ball uh, in rhythm. Now, that's not something they need out of him at this point in his career, uh, but just the fact that he has that in his game, that he's that comfortable from distance, uh, really makes him a difficult weapon. Had a couple of threes last night um, and really tried to do a lot of different things last night rather than just take the smaller team down in the low post. Uh, he really worked the perimeter. He, he tried to pass the ball off the drive some, get other guys involved. And as a result of that, um, really didn't have nearly as dominant a game as he could have, and he was still clearly the best player on the floor. Uh, behind him, Keenan Graham, the number two guy uh, for this Warriors squad. Graham at 6'3", 6'4", real long, um, and just uh, one of the... Uh, one of those guys that just has a nose for the ball. He takes great angles on rebounds, uh, does an outstanding job of timing his jumps, uh, tipping the ball, understanding the difference between grabbing an offensive rebound and tipping it and when to do what. And uh, just really... Uh, one of those scrappy guys that does so many different things. Not a great outside shooter at this point in his career, though that is an improving facet of his game. Uh, Keenan really has the ability to fill up the stat sheet with blocks, steals, assists, rebounds, and scoring in and outside. Um, Behind him, Logan Grove, I mentioned at the point guard position, going to be a key uh, for the Warriors this year. Uh, him being able to uh, handle the pressure that comes that some of these uh, upperclassmen that have a lot more experience than him will put on him. But Logan's a scorer, uh, pretty good shooter, very fundamentally sound. Um, Isaac Watcherson, as he gets more and more playing time here, he's coming back off of this uh, bad finger uh, Owie that he got in shop class, cutting his finger, had 15 stitches. He's gotten those off and played actually really well last night. When he doesn't have that taped up, he can hardly stand to touch it. But they've got some tape on there, maybe a little bit of padding. And so he's still getting used to playing with that, but he's doing a great job. Uh, really surprisingly well last night, all things considered. Um, knocked down a couple of outside shots, um, had a dunk on a fast break, uh, just did a variety of things out there rebounding-wise uh, and played pretty good defense as well. Uh, and kind of rounding out <clears throat> some of these positions here, uh, you know, George Hatch is going to play a key role off the bench for the Warriors. Uh, he is a, uh, a scrappy player on the perimeter, um, uh, a reasonably good ball handler. He can knock down an open shot uh, if you give it to him. But he's just going to have to be one of those guys that fills whatever role needed in a game. Hayden Reeves off the bench, same kind of thing. Can knock down an open shot for you. He's got good length. Uh, just needs to work hard on the defensive end to make things happen. Um, Landon Disler uh, in a starting role this year, kind of in a small forward position, along with Jake Bernards. Uh, they know their roles. Jake is going to be working inside. He's going to box out, rebound uh, like a terror in there and take some of the pressure off of Josh, Josh on the glass. Uh, but he's also a threat to score in that low post. Uh, also knocked down a three last night from a corner. And that's not going to be part of the regular offense for Jake, but uh, he does have that ability to knock down open shots if guys are going to sag off and overcompensate on dealing with Wart. And then Disler, as I mentioned, no his role in this team. He's got to work his tail off on defense and be a stopper out there. <clears throat> Not worry about getting his shot, um, but he'll get some open looks from three-point range and has that ability to square up and knock those down pretty consistently. Uh, and as long as he stays within his role of understanding he's kind of a 3 and D guy when the starters are out there uh, and let uh, Josh and Keenan kind of do what they do, uh, then I think they're going to be okay. All right. So... 
They are going to do the girls varsity all tournament team here before the start of the boys. That's uh, would have been nice if they'd done this a little bit sooner, but uh, we're going to have a slight delay here. So I'm going to take a real quick break, and we'll be back with a tip-off of the Hawks and the Warriors from the Pine High School. This is 1260 KLYC McMinnville. If you own property, you know there are always some jobs around that you just don't have the equipment to do. That's when you need to give Warrior Construction a call. Owner-operator Scott Worthington has decades of experience and can handle all sorts of excavation and demolition jobs with great expertise. Whether it's a septic system install, foundation dig-out, driveways, large landscaping jobs, trenching, or just getting some land cleared, Warrior Construction can handle it all. Give Scott a call at 971-241-1934. Nobody wants to be in a car accident, but it can happen to even the most careful drivers. And when it does... You need the best in auto body repairs. You need to come see Stairs Auto Body. Curtis Stairs works on all makes and models, guaranteeing quality and satisfaction every time. He will work with all insurance companies to ensure a quality repair for every customer. Stairs Auto Body, located behind Lums Motors on Highway 99 in McMinnville, a proud supporter of Warrior Athletics. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Ready for the tip-off here. Josh Ward jumping center against uh, Farnsworth. Farnsworth, a really solid ball player. Uh, goes about 6-2 out there. Uh, but Josh easily gets the tap back to Logan Grove. Grove brings it across half court, swings it right side to Graham. Graham brings it back around the top to Grove. Grove swings it left side now to Dissler. Back to Grove as they work around the perimeter of this 2-3. High post to Wart. Wart works his way down. Left-hand shot high off the glass. Missed that one. And the rebound pulled down by Matthews. Matthews really the only link they have out there at about 6-6. <clears throat> Warriors, man-to-man -man defense with the ball. Terrell, Terrell, Wharton on him, gives it back up to Brown. Brown works right side to Notary. Notary back out to Terrell, misses the shot, rebound, and a foul on the shot. Aiden Brown with the rebound went back up and drew the foul on going to be on Logan Grove. His first first team foul of the game for either team. Brown to the line. Hits the first one. So the Warriors uh, got a contested shot their first time down the floor. See if they can do better the next time. Two free throws for Aiden Brown. Grove pushes ahead to Graham. Looks inside. Back to Grove. Grove might have traveled little floater in the lane, knocks it down. We hadn't even gotten set yet as uh, Josh was still coming down the floor. Nice attack. Brown drives, floats, and rolls it in as he gets in deep. Coach Nelson won't be happy about that defense. In transition, Graham on the left wing, back to Grove on top. Logan over to Dissler, back to Logan. Looking inside, go high post to Josh. They're doubling down on him. Josh turns, traveled. Got an extra step in that spin move from the top of the key. So the Warriors turn it over that time down. 4-2 game in favor of the Hawks. Warriors come out a little 1-2-2 pressure, possibly some man pressure. 1-2-2 it looks like. Graham with the steal, and he's fouled and scores. Keenan will lay there for a second and enjoy that. He thumped down pretty hard, but he's Gumby. You can't hurt Gumby, he'll tell you that. I talked to him after a football game one time and, and uh, said, man, you took a hard hit out there. I said, you laid there for a second. He goes, oh, just knock the wind out of me. I needed a second to get back up. Didn't want to come out of the game. And uh, I said, but you weren't hurt. And he goes, I, you can't hurt me. He goes, I can take any hit out there. He said, it never hurts. Misses the free throw, though, which does hurt a little bit. 
Hawks push the ball up the floor. It's Farnsworth. He's doubled. Kicks it back out. Stolen by Warren. Warren up the left side. No numbers, but he's going to take it in. And they get an offensive foul. As looks like Terrell got back, got set. Josh wanted to get that thing in and finger roll. Should have jump stopped. Hard to stop your momentum. Dad talking to him in the stands. Letting him know, hey, be smart out there. Don't pick up cheap fouls. First foul of the game for him. Second team foul. Terrell gets it across half court. Throws it in the high post to Farnsworth. And that's going to be a foul on Bernard's. He went for the... Went for the knockaway of the pass there and got his arm across the shoulder of Farnsworth. Third team foul on the Warriors. First on big zero out there, Jake Bernards. Terrell out on top to Brown. Brown working on Grove. Swings it right side. Go back to Brown down low. Cornered there by Wart. Gets it back out to Farnsworth who hands it to Matthews. Matthews resets to Terrell. Warriors in a 2-3 zone. Right side to Notary. Notary on top to Brown by the center circle. Lob in the high post to Farnsworth. Puts the ball on the ground. Knocked away. Ends up in Notary's hands. That pass, that shot blocked by Graham. Ward comes down with the rebound. Fumbles a little bit coming up and then slows it down. Gives it to Disler. Disler works around the top of the circle against this 2-3 zone. Down in the corner, Keenan Graham for three, no good. Bernard's working in there, can't get the rebound as Terrell tips it away to Matthews. 4-4 game, two and a half minutes gone. Neither team able really to find much offensive rhythm yet. Terrell on the left wing, down in the corner to Farnsworth. He can shoot that, puts the drive, goes into Bernard's, misses the shot, and Matthews with the rebound. He kicks it back out, stolen by Grove. Grove pushes hard up the floor, steps through, a little Euro step, misses that. Ward puts it up and in on the alley-oop. He just took that rebound right off the glass and laid it up with the left hand. Great follow by Josh Ward, 6-4 Warriors. Lob inside to Matthew, stole by Ward. Couldn't handle that, he bobbled it, Ward took it right away from him. Josh heads up the floor, works his way in, holds, misses the little short jumper, didn't want to pick up the foul on Terrell there. They get it to Brown. Josh getting in deep. Just still floating a little bit when he shot that ball. Got to go straight up off that jump stop. On top, Brown. Swings it to Terrell on the right angle. Disler up on him. Back to Brown. Warriors looking for a defensive stop here. Three-pointer by Brown. Halfway down, popped out, went back in. Brown has all seven points for the Hawks. That's not a kid I remember from last year, so he's one that's a new contributor to this varsity team. Warriors working around the perimeter. Disler to Logan. Grove drives in, floats, and misses that. Wart with the rebound. Puts it up and in. Josh Wart. Great offensive work there by him on the glass. And the Warriors back up 8-7 halfway through this first, first quarter. Spass ahead. Brown gets it to Terrell. High post Matthews. Kicks it over to... Farnsworth, and Farnsworth calmly drains a three-pointer over the outstretched hand of Keenan Graham. It's 10-8 Hawks. High post, Wart with it. The foul line. Sho tries to shovel it through to Bernards. you got to make that a bounce pass, Josh. Tried to shovel that one in on a little uh, waist-high pass, and Jake couldn't handle it. Probably never saw it coming until it was right at him. Little bounce pass, something he can handle down there, and he gets a lay-in out of that. Warriors in a 2-2-1, it looks like now. Maybe out 1-2-2. And Brown gets it to uh, Notary, and he gets it across. Now to Farnsworth on the left angle. Farnsworth gets past. Defender into the paint. 
And they're going to count the basket. See who they call this on. If this is on Ward, it's his second. Just a little touch foul. The officials are talking about this right now. He said the basket was good. Fouls on Bernard's, his second. So Farnsworth with five. They're going to count the basket. Farnsworth should be shooting one, and that's going to get Watcherson into the game. Isaac being uh, told to check in at the book and tuck your shirt in, young man. He has now done so. He's ready to roll. 321 left in the first quarter, 12-8 in favor of the Hawks. Notary gets it into Farnsworth, gets off a quick trigger three and buries it. This kid can shoot. Told you before the game, he's the one that really stuck in my head. The excellent shooter, good basketball player. Grove to Graham, down low, Watcherson, buries it. Two-pointer from the left corner. Watcherson comes in, instant offense, makes it 15-10. Terrell throws long, picked off by Watcherson. Good defense there. He'll slow it down, give it up to Disler. Nice job by Isaac to get back and take that away from Matthews. Giving up a couple inches there, but Watcherson's long. Graham on top to Disler, looking in the high post to Watcherson. Now they try to go low post, stolen by Matthews. They try to get to Wart. Wart kicks the pass. Almost had the steal on it, but got a kick. Coach Nelson says half court, so we got some subs in. Brown and Matthews out into the game. Uh, number 10, Bryce Coble, and number 3, Tommy Rohde. 2.40 left to go first quarter, 15-10 in favor of Lapine. Rohde walks it across half court, takes over the point guard position from Brown with him out. Over to Notary. Notary out on top to Terrell. Terrell back to Notary on the right wing. Terrell cuts through there. They swing it to Rohde. Rohde on top. He goes left side to Terrell. Terrell. They swing it back around right side to Rohde in the right corner. Looking for Notary cutting. We're going to get a blocking foul on Watcherson. As uh, Notary was going baseline on him, and Watcherson gave him a little hip check there. 15 foul on the Warriors, just one on the Hawks. Hawks line up four across the, uh, the uh, foul line here on the inbound. Notary. Triggers it way in. Grove almost had the steal. Not quite. Terrell comes down with it. Over to Farnsworth. Back to Terrell. A right angle. Notary. They double him. And there's a steal by Ward. Graham with it now. Cross half court. Works off a little screen. Down low to Disler. Disler hangs. Misses. Ward can't do it. Disler tips. Graham comes down with it. Graham spinning. And they're going to get him for a travel. 15-10, Warriors turn it over. Graham thought he got tripped up as he spun. As Coach Nelson talking to the official about what he thinks happened, shaking his head as he heads back to the bench. Notary drives, high post. Coble knocked away, and Graham saves it at the last second off of Notary and out of bounds. Notary thought it was going out of bounds. Remember, I mentioned this last night. There are times where you think you've got everybody shielded off. You're just going to let it go out, but it takes longer than you thought. Graham made him pay. Left corner three for Hutchins, though, for Watcherson. He buries it. Isaac Watcherson with five points off the bench. It's a two-point game, 15-13. Watcherson just instant offense out there. Nice to have that coming off your bench. Warriors extend their man pressure now. Terrell. With Disler on him, 
Works off a little screen from Coble. Picks up his dribble. Traveled. Somehow got away with it. Gets it to Farnsworth. Farnsworth working on Graham. Knocked away by Watcherson. Goes in the corner to Notary for three. No good. And weak side rebound to Disler. Landon brings it up himself to Graham now. Graham, bounce pass high post. Thought he was going to Ward. It was kicked. Back into the game come Brown and Matthews as they get uh, Farnsworth and Notary out of there. Well, I like to see Farnsworth go to the bench. That makes me happy as a fan of Amity. He's the one kid that really scares me out there. He can really light you up in a hurry. 48 seconds to go, first quarter, 15-13. They go left corner, Dissler fakes the three, goes baseline, and he is fouled. It'll be Warrior Ball on the baseline, left side of the key. They'll inbound it down there. 45 seconds now left in the first quarter. Just the second team foul on them. Watcherson misses the three-pointer from the corner. Coble loses it out of bounds on the rebound. Couldn't hang on to it. First miss for Watcherson from deep there. It was good luck, though. Take that all day. Grove will try the same thing. Misses that one. Watcherson high for the rebound. Kicks it back out. Grove, same spot. This one no good, and we've got a foul on Terrell. See knocks Graham to the ground. That's the third team foul. Keenan was working on that weak side, trying to get defensive or uh, offensive rebounding position, and Terrell grabbed him, pulling him to the ground. Graham will inbound, lobs to Wart. Wart fakes the alley-oop, now kicks it back out. Oh, it's knocked away. Watcherson saves it out to Grove. Grove between the legs, now to Disler, top of the key, back to Grove. Looks inside, it's not there. Now he goes to Wart at the three-point line, top of the key. Josh gets in a little bit, swings it to Watcherson for three. That one's long. Graham can't get the other rebound on the, on the weak side, and it goes out of bounds with 12.7 seconds. Warriors got several good looks there. That took down the floor, just couldn't capitalize on any of them. 12.7 seconds. Brown bringing it up for the Hawks with a two-point lead. High post, Coble. Coble backs his way into the lane to Terrell. Terrell steps back, hoists the three, blocked by Wart, and that will end the first quarter. Could have been a foul call, but it would have been a kind of a bailout call as he was off balance and just heaving it up there. So, after one quarter, the Warriors trail 15-13 to to the Lapine Hawks. This is Amity Warrior Basketball, and KLYC McMinnville will be right back. Whether you are starting a new project or just in need of repairs, call the experts at McMullen Electric. McMullen will make sure that the job gets done right and at a fair price. You can trust this locally owned and operated company to treat you as a valuable client no matter what size the job. McMullen has nothing but five-star reviews from HomeAdvisor. It simply doesn't get any better than that. McMullen Electric proudly serves its customers with pride, integrity, and attention to the details that matter most to you. Call today to get your electrical needs met, 503-435-9487. Welcome back to Amity Warrior Basketball from Lapine High School, where the Warriors are playing the Hawks here in the Lapine Hawks um, preseason two-day tournament. Irrigan and Burns also here. The Warriors taking on the Hawks for the championship of this little tournament. Second quarter getting ready to start. Warriors with a 15-13 deficit. Watcherson leading the way with five. Josh Ward had four. Graham and Grove with two each. Brown with it as the Hawks start with the ball in the second quarter. Gives it up to Terrell. Terrell. Looking high post, gets it to Matthews. Wart knocks it away. Matthews chases it down out by the sideline. Wart all over him, and then Graham knocks it away from uh, Farnsworth here on the sideline. Had to see what number that was. Thought it was him. 
Farnsworth inbounds to Brown. Brown out on top, working off of Grove. Grove stays with him. Grove, good, smart defender. Moving his feet, great work there. Finds Thrill going back door, and Ward just caps him! And they're going to have a reach-in foul on Matthews to stop the break. Josh Ward went up in the air, hung there, and then totally capped that shot, grabbing it out of the air and coming down with it. That wasn't just a block shot. That was effectively, I stole your shot, move by Josh Ward. The fans will love that one. That brings some oohs and ahs from even the Hawks fans here because you don't see kids do that very often at this level. Warriors basketball still down two. Watcherson and... Grove play catch. Now they go high post to Graham to Disler for three on the right angle. Good! Landon Disler stepping up and doing his job. Three and D. He buries that three-pointer, giving the Warriors the lead by one here early in the second quarter. Terrell out on the left wing. Working on Disler. Cuts him off. Out to Matthews in the high post. Now he goes back door. Can't get him the ball. Hands it off to Farnsworth instead. Farnsworth exchanges with Brown. Brown works, loses the ball. It's going to be Matthews coming up with it at half court. No, Dissler gets it from him. Dissler takes it in, scoops it up. No good. Wart battling, can't get it. Farnsworth comes out of there with it. Nice rebound by Farnsworth. Farnsworth brings it up himself. Starts to drive. Graham cuts him off. Watcherson knocks it away and steals it. Gets it to Wart. Wart will walk it up. Now hands off to Graham over to Grove. Grove penetrates in, steps through a little Euro step, lays it up and in. Logan Grove with four points here in the first half. George Hatch coming in at the next dead ball for Disler. Brown to Terrell on the left wing. Disler takes a lot of pride in this defense. He's doing a good job on Terrell. He's given up a couple inches. Brown for three. No good. Long rebound in the corner. Graham pokes it off of Farnsworth and out of bounds. Keenan Graham doing what he does. We talked about, you know, just all the different ways that he helps his team. And that's just one of them right there. It's the second time he's chased down a long rebound and tipped it off of a Hawks player so that the Warriors had the ball. You can't quantify that because it doesn't show up as anything other than a team rebound, actually, in the official stats. But it's a great play, hustle play, and effectively a turnover. Grove penetrates. No good. Graham tips it up and in. Keenan Graham following Grove down the lane, and Keenan... Has four points now, and that's one of those plays. A little offensive rebound tip in for Graham. As Wart's getting a break right now, Graham's the length in there. Graham and Watcherson. Notary finds Terrell. Warriors have extended their lead to five, 20 to 15. Hatch on Terrell, cuts him off, gets it to Farnsworth out on top. Farnsworth drives on Graham. Keenan cuts him off. He works his way down, hooks up a little left-handed shot, and in. That is a nice move by Farnsworth. He's got 10 leading all scores. Hatch, Warriors up three. Hatch works right, comes back left, loses the ball, and a good hustle play, but he gets it back to Graham. Graham on top, swings it to Grove. Grove will settle things down. Graham goes to the high post, and Grove miscommunication with Hatch. Thought Hatch was popping out, and George cut towards the baseline, and the ball sailed out of bounds. 4.57 remaining here in the first half. Warriors up 20-17. Josh Ward and Disler getting a break on the bench over here. Brown gives it to Notary out on top to Terrell. Terrell deed up by George Hatch. They double him. They get it to Farnsworth, and we're going to have Bernhards on his third foul, I think. Uh, he tripped up a little bit and fell into 
Farnsworth's legs and took him out. Could have been called on one of the other guys, but I think Jake had the first contact. And I think that's going to get uh, Hayden Reeves into the game at the next dead ball. Jake's got to be careful not to pick up number four here. Notary, hard time getting it in, finally finds Brown in the corner. Brown down to Farnsworth, working on Jake. Turns, misses, tip, tip, and Grove comes down with it. Logan pushes hard up the floor, all the way in with the left hand. He's fouled. No, they're going to get him for a carry. Heard the whistle. Didn't sound like a foul whistle. So Bernard's out and Reeves in. So it's Reeves, Hatch, Watcherson, Graham, and Grove on the floor for the Warriors. Up three, 425 remaining first half. Brown running the point for the Hawks to Terrell. Terrell working on Hatch. Gives it up to uh, Notary on the right side. Back out on top. Farnsworth for three. Force that one. Ball's loose inside. Brown comes up with it. And he is fouled. So that's going to be on George Hatch. And uh, got some free throws coming for Brown here. Hey, joining me is our good friend, Mr. Chad McMullen. How you doing, Chad? I'm good, thanks. A uh, little bit better game today for the girls than yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we played better today. Uh, of course, you know, I'll be the one to say it because a coach shouldn't say this, but you couldn't have played much worse than you did in the second quarter yesterday. That was a rough rough quarter yes it was yeah <laughs> we, we played better today i saw some good things um obviously i still think we should have been able to beat that team but. Uh, yeah it really felt like that and i think i said that during the broadcast is that if, i think that's a game you guys probably should have won by 10 points yeah honestly i thought we were going to in the third quarter we pulled away and, and had a seven point lead i think at one point there 26 to 19 hayden reeves that coming down to this way and buries the three-pointer boy if the warriors can get some work out of hayden reeves off that bench that's a huge lift for them Brown kicks it over, right angle to, uh, uh, that is, Rody into the game. Rody deed up by Reeves, drives, kicks on top. Matthews shoots a deep three, no good, and Hayden Reeves with a rebound. Nice job. So um, what was the conversation with the girls last night after that rough loss? Uh, you know, I mean, we just just talked about being resilient. I mean, I, 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 we talked about in the beginning of the year not talking about teams that were highly ranked, but that's a really, really good basketball <laughs> team. And they are a lot faster than I thought they were going to be. So. Yeah, tremendous amount of athleticism and, and pretty good length out there. But the, the Saya girl, maybe five feet tall, just, just uh, her quickness is tough. Yeah, and we struggled with that. But just talk to him about, you know, it's a long season. We're not worried about that, you know, that early loss to a really good team. Right. Warriors pick up an off a defensive rebound. Had, a, had one, lost it, got it back after another missed shot. Logan Grove with it, swings it to Graham. Down in the corner, Hatch for three. Way long on that one, and the rebound to Notary. 23-18, Warriors, 245 left to go. Well, what I'd like to do, Jed, is get you to hang on into halftime if you can. Mm -hmm, sure. And uh, we'll talk some more girls basketball and, and get your idea of what you think of the first half of this one as well. There's a steal by Hatch as he plays the passing lane. Take Notary behind him. Hatch takes it up, misses that one with the left hand. Wart hustles down, but he steps on the baseline. Well, you can tell Josh is still fighting that shoulder a little bit. Yeah, there's some things he just can't quite do. 
just not as smooth. And he, he hasn't been using it a lot in the preseason, so he's just that fine motor skill isn't quite where it needs to be. Fumbles the ball more than what we're used to seeing. Brown with it, brings it across, gets it to Notary on the left wing. Notary with 2.20 to go, works towards the baseline, steps through Hatch, thought he was going to get a foul. No good. Look at Grove battling in there with Farnsworth. He's given up five inches to Farnsworth, and he gets the jump ball out of it. Disler going to come back into the game. Warrior basketball on the alternating possession. Disler in, Hatch out. Maybe Logan could teach us a little bit about weak side rebounding. <laughs> you know, the best weak side rebounder I ever saw in girls basketball was Keely Graham. Yeah. When yeah. she was a freshman, sophomore, and then she didn't have to do anything else on offense. She had all those good girls around her. Reeves from the left side for three, no good. Notary thought he had it, saved by Disler to Wart. Wart oh, shovels it to Graham. He wasn't expecting it. Graham was looking up. Wart scrambles, can't get it, and Notary comes out of there with it. Farnsworth digging that one out to Notary. 23-18 Warriors, 150 to go. Notary drives baseline, cut off by Disler. Out to Brown now on top, swings it right side to Rody. Rody back over to Notary, takes a 23-footer. No good, Wart with the rebound. Hands off to Grove. Boy, Logan really has the makings of a fine point guard, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He just he commands the floor. He's just good handles. Oh, wow. Wart's going to get a loose ball foul there. Josh Fort. Uh, went up for that miss. Grove did a little Euro step, threw it up with the left hand, missed it. Wart, 12 feet off the ground with those hands, trying to corral that. <laughs> yeah, he was mid-backboard on that. He's pretty frustrated as he heads to the bench over there with himself, picking up the loose ball foul, his second, and just, you know, trying to do a little too much out there right now. So while we've got a break in the action here with the timeout taken by the Warriors, um, so, yeah, you played a really tough Burns team yesterday. Did you yeah. see what they did to Irrigan? Uh, well, when I, it was 30-10 to 10 when I was in here. It, got, it, it got about twice that bad, yeah. Well, that makes so, me feel better. <laughs> yeah, it was about, I want to say, mid-60s to like 22 or something. And yeah. they had the whole fourth quarter were, you know, deep bench players for Burns. Um, yeah. Irrigan had no chance in that game. Yeah, you know, and I, I kicked myself yesterday. I told the girls this, that that was partly my fault. Uh, we went zone in the third quarter, and they had three points, and I was shocked that the zone slowed them down that much the way they shot the ball. But if I could go back and do it again, I might have put that on in the second quarter. But Well, and, you know, you're still trying to figure out your team, too. Different combinations yeah. of kids that work well together out there, and, and uh, yeah. that takes some time. Um, and they're trying to figure out, you know, without Keeley, um, you know, we saw that last year. When she went to the bench, there was nothing. Right. And that's, you know, kids having to step up this year and take on more leadership roles. You know, not just team leadership, but leadership on the floor. Who's going to have the ball in their hands when they really have to get something done? Right. Yeah, and girls talked about that today. Just said they're just not used to playing without that, uh, you know, leadership from Keeley. I mean, she just, you know, she commanded the court. and so our girls have to get used to, to stepping into that role. And we're a little loose with the ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our ball handling, and yeah. kids have to understand their game and what their limitations are. The loose ball foul put, uh, looks like Matthew's on the line to shoot one and one. He hits the front end of that. Uh, Josh still in the game with his two fouls. Warriors up four. Matthew's a chance to cut that to three. Minute 28 left to go first half. And Matthew's hits a pair cleanly. And they'll get Matthews out and Coble back into the game. So they go pretty small in there. See if the Warriors can be disciplined against this zone. It's a 1-1-3 one, one, zone. You don't see that very often. Maybe it's a 2-3. I don't know what it is. It's morphing. So <laughs> Logan Grove out on top. Working against that. Trying to go high post to Graham. Can't do it. Disler gives it up to Reeves. Now to Grove. Low post to Warwick. Kick back out or touch back out. 
Grove goes baseline. His shot knocked away. He ends up with it again in the corner to Disler. Right angle three. No good. Graham gets the rebound on the weak side. Out to Ward. Ward will step back for a three. Buries it. Nice shot. Boy, there's just not much he can't do when he plays within himself. No, he's tough. He Pretty can do that. Tough cover. He had a couple threes last night. That's his first one tonight. Seven points for Ward. There's a lob inside to Farnsworth, and Disler knocking it away and out of bounds. Excellent health defense there by Landon. Watcherson in and uh, Reeves out. But Watcherson gave him some instant offense off the bench. Had five quick points there in that first quarter when uh, Jake got into foul trouble. Notary goes left corner to Rody. Rody on top to out to uh, Brown. Back to Rody. Rody to the elbow. Back out to Brown. Brown and Rody play catch out there now. Brown works right, throws a skip pass over to Notary. Right corner three, no good, long rebound. Grove tips it and gets in a foul on Notary. And he checks on Grove as they collide knees there, but they're both okay. Good sportsmanship. They're better sportsmanship than what we were seeing over in the JV game. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen a <laughs> JV, game, JV game like that. Were there like four technical fouls over there? In the, in the first uh, three quarters there were, I left halfway through the third. I was telling the fans out there that they had three techs and we had one there in those first two and a half quarters. The boys ended up pulling that out by one point. My wife told me. Yes. So that was a good win for them. That was a very intense game. Yes, it was. Down on the baseline is Wart. Kicks it to Watcherson. Left angle three. Strong. Wart tips. It goes off of Disler and out of bounds. Boy, Isaac just being a threat out there. He really going to help us stretch the court this year. He is. And he's such a smooth shooter. That ball comes off effortlessly, doesn't it? Yeah, he's really got a nice shot. Very sweet stroke. And at 6-4, he can get it off, too. Yeah. Four seconds to go. Notary traveled. No call. Out on top. Farnsworth blocked nice. by Graham. Keenan oh. Graham with the block to end the first half. And the Warriors come from being down two after one to up six going into halftime. 26-20. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. Talk about uh, girls basketball with Jed McMullen. If you own property, you know there are always some jobs around that you just don't have the equipment to do. That's when you need to give Warrior Construction a call. Owner-operator Scott Worthington has decades of experience and can handle all sorts of excavation and demolition jobs with great expertise. Whether it's a septic system install, foundation dig-out, driveways, large landscaping jobs, trenching, or just getting some land cleared, Warrior Construction can handle it all. Give Scott a call at 971-241-1934. Looking to buy or sell a home or some other piece of real estate? Call local realtor Becky Mather with EXP Realty LLC and the Welcome Home team. As your trusted advisor, Becky is ready to walk with you through every stage of your real estate journey. Let Becky Mather help you make a real estate slam dunk. You can reach her at 971-241-2997. That's 971-241-2997. Becky Mather and EXP Realty. Welcome back, Warrior fans here. Halftime of the boys' game versus the Lapine Hawks. Warriors lead this one 26-20 at halftime. Good balanced attack for the Warriors. Josh Wart leading the way with seven. Watcherson has five. Graham and Grove with four each and three each out of Reeves and Disler uh, for the Hawks. It's Farnsworth with ten and Brown with, i got to do some math here, eight. Uh, two for Matthews, and that's it for their scoring. Uh, so... Uh, Jeb McMullen here, coach of the girls' basketball team, joining me uh, on the air. And uh, So, Jed, let's talk about today's game a little bit. Um, the uh, Lapine squad, uh, I didn't feel like had the ball handling 
uh, to not turn it over, and yet somehow we weren't able to force as many turnovers as I felt like we should have. As yeah. sloppy as they were with the ball. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I wish we could have got a little, a few more turnovers. I wish we could have kept our press on a little bit more. I thought we could have uh, created more chaos for them instead of the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we we could press them. This summer we pressed teams that I thought were inferior to us in ball handling and did really well. But today uh, we just struggled, uh, you know, in several facets of the game. But we did some good things today. We did. Uh, so let's talk about the good things. Um, I'm I'm uh, starting to do a, a little thing with each each game and uh, what I, what went right, and what went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so as a coach, you have to do both of those things, right? I mean, you gotta you got to see the positive things that are there, but you also have to be honest about the things that didn't work. So what went right for you today? Well, I thought we, we were a little more composed offensively. Um, I, I, in the second half there, you see we went to our Gator set and man-to-man and got Maylin backdoor, I think, three or four times yeah. in a row. And you're only seeing a fraction of that offense because we haven't been able to get through <laughs> it yet. You know, she comes back off a double stagger. We get another guard coming off a double stagger. And a, and a low post screen across. So uh, I really like that offense. I, I thought we were more composed there today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought at times we rebounded the ball a little bit better today. Um, so we did some good things. Um, you know, our press break, we need to work on our press break. Well, a team like that should not be no. able to pressure us. And, and where we really saw it was a lot of high passes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the either the baseball pass or the right. just the trying to throw it over the top and, and throwing it, you know, 10 feet past a kid. Yeah. You know, we're just, you know, players have to understand what their capabilities are and right. stay with them and not try yeah. to play outside of those things. It gets them into trouble. Yeah. Um, our, our, you know, I, we were, I just felt like we were really tentative today, especially in that press. We weren't confident. Um, you know, we gotta, we're gonna have to figure out who, who's gonna be our confident uh, floor leader. You know, and uh, we're well, still trying to figure those things out. Yeah, it wasn't anybody today. No, it didn't matter. No, you, there's nobody to point the finger at nope, and say your point all. guard didn't do her job or nope. your two guard didn't. It was it, everybody who handled the ball struggled today with yep. passes. Yep, we really um, did. And it, whether it was a freshman or a senior, mm-hmm. there were passes sailing all over the yeah, place. Absolutely. And as a coach, you know, you're looking for somebody that you can trust out there <laughs> to put the ball in the hands and yep. feel confident that something yeah. good's going to happen. And uh, I know if you had hair, you would have been pulling it out today. Yeah, it uh, was. Because yeah. it was frustrating to see. Because a lot of those weren't difficult passes either. No. Um, no, that just shows the tentativeness. You know, we just need to right. get confident in ourselves. Uh, once we're more confident, I think we'll make those passes more confidently and crisp and get up the, yeah. get up the court. And a couple of times we did. There were yeah, a couple we of really nice pass yeah. breaks where we got bang, bang, and we either got a, a lay-in or we got a foul or something at the other end right, right. away as we beat them back in transition. But, you know, for people that maybe don't follow basketball super closely, uh, generally against a zone press, you're trying to get some diagonal passes and right. some player movement. Um, and the ball to the middle. And not dribble it and get the ball to the middle and then back to somebody else cutting down a sideline. Uh, you know, and that maybe three times all game, something like that. Yeah. We had that where it really clicked and they did it. And then the rest of the time was somewhere between slow and really slow in right. terms of making those passes and it doesn't work. Right. You get that defense a chance to recover. We're definitely not the quickest team. I mean, we're, we're, we're relatively <laughs> we, we lack some quickness, but that doesn't mean you can't you know move the ball down the court. Breaking the press doesn't have much to no. do with quickness. No. That's just discipline and right. people moving to the right spot, mm-hmm. uh, especially at this level. Right. Uh, there's not that much of a discrepancy that it matters. And, and in girls 
girls' basketball, there isn't such a length differential. Like, you'll get guys' basketball sometimes. There'll be so much length out there, there aren't passing lanes. Right. And yeah. that can be difficult. We'll go. We'll watch the film, and we'll show, you know, we'll look at those three or four times where we did it really well, and uh, we'll build from that. Uh, we, we changed it in the second half to try and send our, one of our wings to the middle instead of our posts coming middle. Uh, that can sometimes be difficult, uh, that timing of a post flash in the middle. So. Yep. We'll switch some things up and, and keep keep working on it. You know? Absolutely. I, I told the girls, don't, you know, let's, you know, it, this is preseason. Yeah, it does matter, but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, we need to be really tu- uh, tuned in by league. Well, and that's it. You're not playing for uh, trying to get a uh, top five ranking or some top four ranking in the state and have home court all the way through, you know, right. into the state playoffs. You know, you're trying to come out of league with an automatic berth, ideally, right. into the state playoffs. And then hopefully you're peaking at the end of the season and you've seen some growth out of some of these sophomores and juniors that are having to play some minutes for you and right. and uh, you know it's really uh, you know you you really have what two seniors that have a lot of playing time right um, three if you count Kaya but you know she's just not she can do some things for you right. if if she doesn't have to move right now but if she has to move either end of the floor she's in right. trouble and she we tried we got her in there today hoping we could maybe get some advantage and she got a bucket a couple early, early yep but then uh, just struggled to get down the court and cover defensively and I yeah. think they were sending whoever she was guarding they were sending her because they knew she couldn't get down there exactly and it doesn't take long to I mean no. she can't hide it no you know, she's limping pretty it. good out there yeah, I know uh, but you know it's too bad because her her uh, her basketball IQ in the half court is really high oh yeah great passer nice shooting touch um, she doesn't beat you athleticism, but she's, she does have that uh, really good understanding of the game. She's had that since she was young because as a freshman, you could see it right away. Yeah. Uh, but with the knee hobbled, it's it's tough. Uh, Maylin gave you some good shooting today at times. She looked a little more tired today than yesterday, maybe early on. Yeah. Uh, kind of hard to get the legs early, but uh, uh, she's obviously the key. you got to get her looks. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and we did. We got yep. her some looks. She even had a good look for her there when we were down by three. Thought exactly. Thought was in. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's some positive things out of it. Um, you know, a little more composure. We've got to work on that. So we'll, we'll talk about all those things, good and bad, and try and move on. Let's talk about boys basketball here yeah. for just a minute. We've been watching the first half of this game. And um, this is a team that lost a lot in terms of scoring coming from last year when you lose, uh, you know, maybe the best three-point shooter in the state in Michael Duncan. And then Tyler Parr, who is a, always a threat to go for 16, 18, 20 points, mm-hmm. uh, could knock down threes, especially if you, you know, as that outlet pass um, out of the half-court offense, skip pass or whatever. Uh, you lose a leader in West Streeter who's just an absolute beast out there defensively yeah. and, and energy-wise. Uh, it's a lot to replace. Mm-hmm. And uh, some young guys had to step up, so we're seeing Logan Grove, and we're seeing uh, Isaac Watcherson and Landon Disler taking on a bigger role. Uh, Hayden Reeves starting to come off the bench and play some more. Uh, what's your impression so far in a game and a half? Uh, well, I mean, I think losing those guys is tough. I think the there was some senior leadership there, like West Streeter was just just, I mean, what a great leader and just love doing the dirty work. But I feel like uh, talent-wise, I feel like we almost have, we're bringing more basketball talent uh, in there, you know. Um, and a significant more amount of length. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine being the opposing coach watching these kids come in? <laughs> you know, just it looks like everybody's over six foot, you know, long. So I yeah. think we'll be able to stretch the court with, with that shooting, too. 
Absolutely. Watcherson looks good coming off the bench with that shot, and, and I think that's a great role for him. Uh, there's no pressure. You come in, you know, and the bottom line is when you have Josh Wart in the game and you come in, they're not thinking about you. They're right. thinking about how do we keep Josh from killing us, and Josh will pass the ball. Mm-hmm. We saw a couple nice passes there, finding Watcherson and Graham open on the outside in the perimeter and Disler as well, and I'm real impressed with Logan Grove as a sophomore point guard. That's a tough position. Yeah, and he's a good, true point guard. You can tell he's he's all about distributing the ball and getting everybody in the right spot. Absolutely. You know, he's looking to get his when he can, but you can tell he's definitely uh, that true point guard mentality. Well, you're welcome to stay on the air with me here in the second half and do a little color commentating if you want, sure. or if you've got stuff you need to do, you, you can leave whenever. But uh, getting ready to start the third quarter here, 26-20 Warriors, eight minutes on the clock as we start the third. Brown with it, Hawks going left to right in front of us. They go high post right there to Farnsworth. Knocks it in, and, and uh, Hutchison with the start here. Uh, or Watcherson, sorry. Watcherson with the start here in the third quarter with Bernards with three fouls. Notary on the right side, can't get anything. Gives it to Farnsworth out top. Now center circle for Tiller. Or Terrell, excuse me. There's a Tiller last game. Brown on top for three. Misses that one badly. Terrell with the rebound goes baseline. Blocked by Watcherson, and they're going to get him for a foul from behind, I think. Boy, he and... Uh, Josh Wart were meeting the drive there. There was no chance that ball was going anywhere near the rim. No, they were both rim high and in on that play. That was nice. Boy, that that uh, block Josh had in the first half down here, I don't know if you saw that, we went up and actually caught the ball about a little bit above the rim, I think, and just hung on to it. Just cradled it. <laughs> Terrell hits the first, his first point of the game. Got one more, and he buries that one as well. Pretty good free throw shooting team. They are uh, seven out of eight from the line so far. Watcherson, quick three from the right side, no good, and rebound by Farnsworth. Four-point Warrior lead here early in the third. Brown initiates the offense, drives, dishes. Terrell for three, no good. Watcherson with the rebound. Gives it to... Gives it to Ward to lead the break. Josh pulls up, gets into the low post, turns, shoots, no good. Rebound by Terrell. Could have taken a little bit longer on that post move once he was there. Yep. Brown working the right side to Notary. Notary will take a three from there. Looks good. Halfway down. Ward tips. Graham tips, and then Ward tips it back to Graham. Graham now across half court with it. Fakes the pass, takes it all the way in, and lays it in. That was a beautiful move. That was really hard to describe how good that was. Yeah. It almost had a Harlem Globetrotter look yeah. to it where it looked like he was going to shoot and then pass and then ended up shooting the ball. Trill on the left wing, working on Disler, gives it up to Notary on the right angle. Watcherson on him, works left, pulls up, 17-footer, no good. Graham cradles the board and flips it over to Disler, giving Grove a little bit of off-the-ball work here. Graham, top of the key, fakes, drives, finger rolls, no good, and he's fouled. Another great move to the basket. Absolutely. He's just, just long. When he gets in the lane, <laughs> you're, just, you're in trouble. If you if you don't stop him early, yeah. you're not going to stop him. Yeah, and, and good luck helping out because he's going to dish it to, to He's work. looking to pass. Yeah. You know, it's and that was what we saw earlier. I think he was willing to pass that ball and then realized the defense was sagging off. Now, the free throws are another issue for him. He was pretty bad last night. He just shrugs his shoulders a little bit. Just got to focus. It's such a rhythm thing and a confidence thing at the foul line. Graham's second one, long. I mean, not even close. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> they even had a free throw marathon. Would they shoot 300 free throws or something? Yeah, something like that. It's uh, He needed to shoot about 340 maybe. Yeah. There's an entry pass tipped away by Watcherson. They try to get it in the low post for Matthews. Next dead ball, we're going to take a little station break here and make sure we get that top of the hour FCC requirement. Farnsworth with the drive. Wart blocks him. They're going to get Wart for the foul. And he didn't really go straight up on that one. He yeah. tried to swat it. He thought he got the block, but I think he's a little far leaning in on that. Yeah, got some contact there. So uh, that'll put Farnsworth on the line. We're going to take a quick station break. Hold on just a moment for that. KLYC, McMinnville Amity, streaming services provided to you by H&R Block, where Block has your back. We are also here for your business service needs. All right, we're back to live action here. Farnsworth misses the first one, second one. Uh, he gets Graham in early, and they're going to have to do it again. Farnsworth missed it. So he's 0 for 2, but that one won't count. He'll get one more try. Was that Watcherson that was in early? Yeah, Watcherson stepped in. Just couldn't hold back. Doesn't cost him a point, though. Grove with the rebound. Farnsworth, a good basketball player. Surprising to see him miss a couple, but returning to the favor for Graham. Grove gets into Watcherson. Watcherson, his shot short. Grove working against Brown, and that'll be a foul on Grove as he fell down and landed on Grove's ankles. I mean, landed on Brown's ankles and took him down. 539, kind of a little disjointed here right now. No, no flow here in the third quarter. That was a and deep three there by Watcherson. I think it was tipped maybe slightly. It looked like somebody might have got a finger on it. Is that Farnsworth on him? There's a ball tipped away. Dissler with the steal. Dissler brings it up himself. Slows things down at the top of the key. Gets the play call from the sideline. Gives it up to Watcherson on the left angle. Now to Grove. Skip pass. Grove down low to Graham. Graham double teamed. Reverse lay in. No good. And tipped away. Grove comes down with it. Grove works in. Fades. Shoots. Scores. Oh my goodness. That's a tough shot for a guard. Nice, shot. nice little fade away. How tall is Mr. Grove? Oh, is he 5'8"? Yeah, something think, like that? Yeah. And that was, he got the offensive rebound against guys bigger than him and then yeah. immediately just turned and looked to put that pressure on them right at the rim yeah. and shoots a little fadeaway in there up over the outstretched arms. 30-second timeout taken by the Hawks. It's a 30-22 to 22 game right now. And, uh, yeah, Logan Grove just, he, does, he doesn't do anything particularly fancy out there, but he's so fundamentally sound uh, that it ends up just... Uh, really being impressive when it's all said and done. Yeah, for sure. He'll keep feeling like uh, Amity's going to pull away here, but LaPine keeps just chipping away at it. A pretty disciplined team. They're, they're very patient on the offensive yeah. end. They don't turn the ball over much, uh, and they've got a couple of guys, uh, Farnsworth and Brown, that if you leave them alone and knock down open shots. Uh, they don't match up well lengthwise with the Warriors, but... Um, they're a good, well-coached team, I think. I think so. Brown with the ball, gives it up to Notary on the right wing. That's a travel. They don't call it. They didn't call any of those in your game oh, either. Oh, goodness. We'll talk about that. Farnsworth backs off, kicks it back out to Notary. Mid-range jumper, no good. Farnsworth with the rebound, lays it up and in. Keenan got knocked down on that and lost his rebounding position. Yeah, and Josh careful not to pick up his fourth foul there. Disler on top to Grove. High post, Graham. Back out to Disler. Warriors being patient, not forcing the outside shot. Watcherson skip pass. Disler will take the open three. That one's short. Graham tips. Farnsworth saves back into Grove. Down low, Graham. Graham turns blocked by Matthews. He's a pretty big kid. He's about 6'6 six, six back there. And I don't, you know, Keenan tied that little jump hook, and Matthews was right on it. Brown to Notary on the left wing. 
Notary works around the top of the key to, to Terrell. He'll take a standstill 21-footer. No good. Farnsworth tips to Ward with the rebound. Ward will bring it up himself halfway through the third quarter. Ward to Watcherson. Lays it up and in. How's that for your big guy leading the break? Right? Yeah, kicking it to your other big guy. Watcherson nice. gave good spacing, created a good angle for Josh to deliver the ball. Is that something that you talk with the girls about in terms of angles to, to create that angle so the pass is there? Yeah, you want to have spacing and, and get a good angle at the basket. Nice job by Triton Notary to drive right baseline and hit a little five, eight-foot floater there, something like that. 32-26 Warriors. Graham. Reverse laying up and in, just snaked down from the left post, went baseline, and reversed that up and in. Can't make a free throw, but that shot degree of difficulty is very high. Yeah, they're putting him down there on the post, and he's pretty good at working that, too. So long. You think you've got good defensive position on him, and then he just snakes that around you, and all of a sudden, he's got a clean look at the ball. And he used the rim to his advantage there, up and under. One thing that doesn't usually matter in girls' basketball, <laughs> using the rib to your advantage, right? <laughs> it's a different game. Yeah, it is. Hawks basketball, Notary with it on the right angle. Works baseline, gets past Watchers and blocks him from behind. Oh, nice. And then a jump ball called. Now, as a coach, what do you say about that, though? Did but- he... Yeah, he got beat baseline. Yeah, but he made. He, <laughs> what do you say? He made a great defensive play, right? You're probably going to still tell him you got you move your feet and stay play. in front of him. But when you're that big and you block the shot, it's like, oh, okay. Right. You just don't want that to become on purpose. Right, right. Like being lazy on right. defense. You're going to get beat sometimes, and it's great to be six four with long arms and be right. able to recover from that. Right. You and I wouldn't recover from that. No. <laughs> that guy would have an uncontested shot on the baseline. Yeah. But uh, Isaac's a little longer than the two of us. Yeah. In fact, his arms might be close to the length of both of our arms put together. He's he's a gangly kid. 34-26 Warriors with 2.50 to go. 30-second timeout on the floor. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun Warriors team to watch, I think. They're going to, the home crowd is going to really, really enjoy cheering for this group because they're, they're a bunch of nice kids, too. Oh, they are, yeah. Easy going. They were in there cheering for that JV team. I mean, they were loud and, yeah. and just boisterous in there and having fun and uh, they're a good group of kids. Yeah, they really are. Easy to cheer for. Here we go. Logan Grove with the ball. Brings it up. Warrior basketball. Works left to hatch in the game. Back out to Grove. Swings it to Disler right angle. High post. Graham takes a dribble. And they're going to get him for a foul on uh, Terrell. Must have bumped him with a, an arm check there as he was trying to make the move. He was looking to make the pass the whole way, though. They lobbed to Ward. Oh, Ward yeah. can't put it in. Look at Graham coming from out of bounds, establishes position, goes up, and tips the ball right at the rim and in. Mm-hmm. Two guys at the rim. First Ward and yeah. Keenan right behind him. And if he misses, maybe Watcherson coming at you. He's not in there right now, but Coble, foul line jumper, no good. Graham with the rebound. I think the Warriors are about to blow this one open, Jed. It feels yep. like it. Yep. Grove penetrates, leaves it for Graham. 22-footer straight away. No good. Ball tipped by Wart. Grove in there. Coble comes out of it. We're gonna, oh, should have had a jump ball in there. Coble rips it away finally. Brown with the ball. 10-point Warrior lead. Two minutes to go, third quarter. Brown to Terrell. Terrell on the right angle. Rips through, gets to the top of the key, cut off by Disler. Now to Notary. There's a travel they didn't call. Got that little cartoon running start. And I think Disler got a piece of his jump shot there. Grove ahead to Graham. Graham takes it in, and that's going to be a blocking foul. The basket's good. Yeah, he turned that shoulder while Graham was in the air. Yeah, he didn't get there. That was a good play. 
And Graham covering so much ground with those long legs and then that extension. Yeah, just he, not much you can do. He made the decision he was going to the rim with that. And he kind of turned himself a little bit to avoid that straight-on contact, yeah. which helps too. Yeah. And that's where I think then you saw the little turn by Torelli, realized that Graham wasn't going to run into him. It's like, oh, I want to draw contact, yeah. turn that shoulder a little bit, and just was out of position. Graham with the foul line misses that one badly. Uh, Keenan, that's in his head right now. He's 0 for 4 tonight. I think he was 0 for 4 last night as well, or 1 for 5 or something like that. Brown drives baseline, loses it, trying to make a pass. Wart with the steal. Wart. Going to take this one all the way. Nope. Pulls up. Gives it to Hatch. Baseline jumper. Buries it. He's so unselfish. To a fault. Uh, you know, and how much fun is that as a, another player to play with him? Oh, yeah. You know, best player in the state, running the floor with the ball. You know if you run, he'll get it to you. Yep. He just doesn't care about his own stats. No, it's so amazing. It's great. It's good to see. It is. Terrell with the ball. Minute five to go here in the third quarter. Warriors up by 14 now. Over to Brown. Brown. Works to the top of the key, gives it up to Rody. Rody back to, uh, that is, number 11, Farnsworth. Farnsworth working on Graham. It's a tough matchup for Farnsworth. Graham is such a good defender. Yeah. And there's a, that should be an offensive foul. They're going to give him two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Graham had phenomenal that. position there, was giving ground the whole way. And then Wart came across and blocked the shot, and they called Graham for the block. And you can afford to play uptight defense when you've got Josh standing back there in the middle. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I never played with anybody 6'6 six, six that could block shots like that in high school. No. Farnsworth at the line. Misses the free throw. Farnsworth has the uh, Keenan-Graham disease here at the foul line. Graham's 0 for 4. Farnsworth 0 for 3. Both of them outstanding basketball players who just are uh, struggling mentally at the line. They start thinking about it. They start aiming the ball. And he misses both of them. Wart with the rebound. Yeah, you're so much about flow when you're at the free throw line. And once you miss a couple, you feel like felt good. Then you, it's hard not to think about it and trying to aim the ball. Grove with the three misses that one from the right angle, and that's going to be a foul on Disler, I think, coming from being up. They're going to get Graham. That's going to be the third on Keenan, second on Keenan. Fifteen foul on the Warriors. 40-26, Warrior lead, 36 seconds left to go, third quarter. Aiden Brown walks it across the half-court line, gives it up to Rody on the right angle. Nice job by Hatch to knock that away, but Terrell, oh boy, he's got three carries in a row there. No call. The official wasn't looking at him. Noble, or Coble out to Terrell on the left wing. 16 seconds. Terrell fighting off Disler. Terrell getting frustrated. You can see it in the body language. Lobs inside. Graham knocks it away. They tried to go to Farnsworth. Graham played a beautiful half around. Yep. He's long. <laughs> Gets out there. But that was a fundamentally sound yep. defensive play, too. He, he didn't try to come up, just use his length and his athleticism. Yep. He played it right. He's a smart player. Terrell to inbound, nine seconds to go, third quarter. Gets it back in the right corner. Goes mid-post to Farnsworth. Farnsworth blocked by Wart. Wart gave ground, gave ground, and then blocked the shot. All Josh. with his left hand. Yeah, not going to be able to get that shot off before halftime, or before the end of the third quarter, excuse me. And the Warriors take the six-point lead at halftime and extend it to 14 here as we head to the fourth quarter. This is Amity Warrior Basketball on KLYC 1260 McMinnville. Transitions in life. Sometimes it's difficult. One of the biggest transitions is when a loved one leaves us. Macy and Son is there for you. A trusted friend for five generations in Yamhill County. At that time, you will have lots of questions and need someone to walk with you every step of the way. Burial or cremation and a myriad of options, now including aqua cremations. 
Let Macy and Son walk that journey with you. Macy and Son McMinnville. Five generations helping with funeral and family needs. Whether you are starting a new project or just in need of repairs, call the experts at McMullen Electric. McMullen will make sure that the job gets done right and at a fair price. You can trust this locally owned and operated company to treat you as a valuable client no matter what size the job. McMullen has nothing but five-star reviews from HomeAdvisor. It simply doesn't get any better than that. McMullen Electric proudly serves its customers with pride, integrity, and attention to the details that matter most to you. Call today to get your electrical needs met. 503-435-9487. Warrior basketball, excuse me, Warrior basketball brought to you by a number of of different uh, Warrior supporters here. Want to make sure that uh, you don't forget about the Warrior construction. Scott Worthington, owner-operator there. And uh, Scott looking to uh, get his calendar full for January, February, coming off... uh, um, a winter injury, but he'll be back. Graham with a steal, takes it all the way in, and he is fouled by Farnsworth. Nice steal by Graham, and good body control for him. Um, yeah, Scott Worthington does a fantastic job, whether it's excavation or landscaping, whatever you need done, uh, just does a great job for his customers. Also, want to uh, recognize Macy and Sons there in McMinnville. Appreciate uh, their support of Amity Athletics little uh, Bronx cheer for Keenan Graham there as he makes his first free throw uh, of the night. He's stepped back about two feet, and he misses the second one. (laughs) So now you're trying anything at this point if you're Keenan. Also want to thank Country Insurance Tim Harzma, the agent there in McMinnville. And we're going to have a travel. Tim, a huge supporter of Amity Athletics. Also uh, assistant coach here, Jeb McMullen, the head coach we were just talking about with McMullen Electric. Also uh, a... Uh, business supporter of Amity Warrior basketball and football. Logan Grove kicks it out to Watcherson for three. Looks good. It is. That kid can shoot the ball. Watcherson with 10 points in the game. Makes it look so easy out there. 44-26 Warriors. Brown walks it across the timeline. Swings it over on the left side to Rody. Rody dumps it into Farnsworth, working on Graham. 11 on 11 there. He turns, misses a little short on the turnaround. Created a little, nice little space there, but it was a little short. Graham with the rebound. Hatch now spins down low, spins up. Can't get it off the glass. Nice move by George. But he couldn't finish. 44-26 still. Seven minutes to go in this one. Brown with the drive. The hang misses badly. Coble tips it to Brown, to Farnsworth. He scores, and he's fouled. Graham got behind him. That'll be third foul on Keenan. Also, the Trade Street Commons, whether you're looking for candy and flowers at the Rainflower Shop, or if you're looking for excellent Mexican food at Tacos Burroughs, or the best coffee in the county, Illy Coffee, at Common Cup. Excellent food and drink there. Farnsworth makes the free throw. So he converts the three-point play. His first free throw make of the night, too. Graham out with three fouls. And get Wart back into the game. Grove with the ball. To Wart, top of the key. Drives, lost it. Tipped out of bounds. Looks like Matthews got a piece of that. Wart trying to dish it to Hatch, I think, on the left side. I don't think Hatch realized that was what was going to happen. Hatch going to inbound left side of the key on the baseline. Gets it into Wart in the left angle. Wart 
Works on Farnsworth baseline, hangs, dumps it to, John, or to Jake, can't hang on to it. Farnsworth ends up with the loose ball. Great pass from Ward. Brown to the three-point line on the angle, gives it up to Wynn in the game. Wynn working on Hatch. Now hands off to Notary. Notary with Watcherson on him. Goes high post to Farnsworth, steps back for three, no good. Logan Grove with a long rebound. He'll push the other direction. Gets past Notary, gets in deep, floats that one, no good. Wart couldn't get the rebound. Hanging in the air, just it came a little too far left for him. Brown at the other end, gives it to Farnsworth. Now to Notary, swings it left side to win. Win goes down low. This is Matthews working on Bernards. Turns, foul. Jake says, I was straight up. The official says, nah, that's not what I saw. Leaning into him, giving him that belly just a little bit there. That's four on Jake. He comes over to talk to the official. He says, I'm straight up. I, he jumped into me. Jake doing that in a nice, respectful way. Asking the official for some guidance there on how to stay out of uh, more foul trouble. Matthews misses the first one. He's two for three from the line tonight. 5.50 left to go. Warriors really haven't had to apply a bunch of pressure at all, and they say Matthews has some blood on him, which means, and he does, he's got a couple drops on the jersey, it looks like maybe, and that'll bring Terrell into the game, and Terrell will have to shoot the free throw for Matthews. You don't see that very often. Usually they catch that before the first foul shot. But somewhere he got some blood on him. I don't know if it's his blood or somebody else's. I think it's his. He was checking his nose. Terrell misses, and the ball tipped off of Farnsworth and out of bounds. Warrior basketball, 5.49 remaining fourth quarter. 44-29, Warrior lead comfortably here in the second half. Watcherson on the left wing. Isaac back out on top to Grove. High post, Wart tipped. He gets it back. Goes right to the rim. packs it with the left hand. And a little flex afterwards. Ward only has nine points in the game, but that one was a point of emphasis there with that left-hand power jam. Out on top, Terrell for three. Ooh, and he slides it in as it rims around and stays down. 46-32, Warriors up. They went high post to Ward. When they gambled on it, it left a path to the basket. Ward misses the running uh, bank shot on the left side of the key. Terrell... On the left angle, gives it to Brown. 23-footer out top. Airballed that one. Win couldn't save it. Warrior basketball coming back this way. Right to left in front of us. And a timeout for the Warriors. Coach Nelson says, I want to talk about, see a couple of things. A chance to work on a little bit of stuff. you got a 14-point lead with five minutes. I think what he'd like to see is a couple of certain sets, get a couple of baskets um, out of that, real deliberate ones, and then wrap this game up. So full timeout. We'll take a quick break. Also, this is 1260 KLYC. You're listening to Warrior Basketball. Trade Street Commons in downtown Amity is a historical place celebrating small businesses and community. Whether you desire a cup of Illy Coffee Excellence and a homemade waffle at the Common Cup, a gift of locally made chocolates and flower arrangements from Rainflower Florist and Sweets, or a hearty meal of fresh, delicious Mexican food from Tacos Burroughs, you will find that need met at the Trade Street Commons. Good food and drink combined in a friendly, quaint atmosphere. Come and visit us in Amity today. Nobody wants to be in a car accident, but it can happen to even the most careful drivers. And when it does, you need the best in auto body repairs. You need to come see Stairs Auto Body. 
Curtis Stairs works on all makes and models, guaranteeing quality and satisfaction every time. He will work with all insurance companies to ensure a quality repair for every customer. Stairs Auto Body, located behind Lums Motors on Highway 99 in McMinnville, a proud supporter of Warrior Athletics. Warrior Basketball, brought to you by Stairs Auto Body. Best auto body shop in Yamhill County. Warriors basketball here with 4.50 left to go. Wart skip pass to Watcherson. Left angle three. Short on that one. Wart tips, gets it back, puts it up and in. Josh Wart going up over the top. He's so long. 12 points in the game. No, uh, excuse me, 11 points in the game for Josh. Brown drives, kicks to win. Win works left on Hatch, gives it up to Notary. Notary back to Brown on the right angle. Brown crosses over. Watcherson was the help defense there. They hook a pass inside to Farnsworth, lays it up and in. Farnsworth having himself a nice game. At 10 in the first half, he's got 17 overall. Grove swings it to Watcherson on the left angle, back to Grove. Trying to get it into uh, Josh in the high post, but they're fronting him all the time. There was a little opening. The Warriors missed it. Now they feed him. Wart turns. Goes to the foul line, lobs to Jake underneath. Jake back out to Isaac between his legs. Saves it back to Josh. Josh thinking about the 25-footer over to Watcherson. Now they dump low post to Jake. Gives it to Grove. Grove short on the jumper and saved by Josh, but Notary gets it. Warriors trying hard to get Jake that low post basket there. Could not get it into him in a good spot. Terrell working on Bernard's. Shovels it to Farnsworth. Lays it up with the left hand and in before Josh could react to it. 19 in the game for Farnsworth. Leads all scorers. Watcherson on the left corner. Back out. Swing it to Ward out on top. Fakes the three. Now back to Watcherson. He fakes the three. Back to Ward at the high post. Now out by the three-point line. Waits. Squares up. Drives. Spins. Gets to the foul line. Steps through with the left hand and scores! Josh Ward, fundamentally sound, folks. 13 in the game for him. Makes it look so easy. Such a patient move there. Notary on the right angle. Back out on top to Terrell. Terrell gets a screen. Bernards fights through it. Terrell back to Brown. Brown working on Grove. Grove doing a good job on him tonight, especially after that first quarter. Notary on the left wing. Gets down low to Farnsworth. Slides it up and in with the left hand again over Ward. Farnsworth is slick down there. Did a great job. He's got 21 in the game. 12-point game. At the other end, Watcherson for three, and he brings the rain. Isaac Watcherson with his third three of the game. He's got uh, 13 points. And a timeout taken by the Hawks. 2.20 left to go in this one. 53-38 Warriors. This will be a 30-second timeout, so we'll stay right here. Next game, folks, will be on Tuesday at Oregon Episcopal. Uh, girls game should start at about 6 o'clock, followed by the boys at 7.30-ish. Uh, and uh, OES, I don't know anything about where they are right now. I'll see what I can find out for you while we're on the air here. Uh, but last year um, wasn't a particularly competitive matchup there, but this is uh, the second of a home and away, and so you got to honor that. They're 1-1 one one on the year so far with an OSAA ranking of 19, which, of course, really doesn't mean anything. They took a 22-point loss to Salem Academy and then beat Astoria by 7. Hawks basketball. 2.20 left to go in this one. Warriors up 15. 
Brown working on Grove. Out to Terrell on the left wing. Fakes left, goes to the baseline. Tough turnaround, no good. Graham mistimed his jump, still got the rebound. A little loose with the handle. Finally corrals it, gets it back to Disler. Two minutes to go. Disler to Grove. Grove fights past Notary. Looks to get to Graham. Graham to the basket. Ooh, he left that one a little short. Thought he got fouled. Took some contact on that. Brown with it. Drives all the way in. Blocked by Grove. And they'll get a foul on Grove. Thought he had that cleanly. The official right on top of it said, nah, I got a little piece of his arm. I think he might have hit the ball and then slid down the wrist. So to the line, Brown. Brown misses the first one. Three out of four from the line tonight. He's got eight points. He was hot early. Struggled since then. Grove really picked up the defense on him. Hits the second one. Splits a pair. Makes it a 14-point game. Disler. No pressure from the Hawks to Graham. Now over to Grove. Left corner. Watcherson back out to Grove. Almost lost that one. Swings it to Disler. They play catch out top. Looking to go high post. Faked it to Graham. Gives it to Watcherson out to Disler. Disler back to Watcherson. Ugh. Tried to wrap that pass around Notary. Not a good pass. Notary with it. Right angle three. No good. Graham tips it. Can't hang on to it. Almost saved it back in, but couldn't quite do it. Ends up in the wrestling room. Disappears for a second. Comes out around the end and back out onto the court. Keenan has a little clown, a little slow, uh, showmanship in him. Just a little. Likes to have fun out there. They lob into Terrell. Warriors in a 2-3 zone. Grove up on him. Go low post to Matthews. Blocked by Ward. Oh, they're going to get Ward for the foul. Josh thought he had that one clean. Checks with the official. Foul on Josh. I think that's his fourth. Ninth team foul on the Warriors. Puts Matthews on the line to shoot two. Hayden Reeves coming back into the game. Along with Cody Dyke. Matthews misses the free throw. Two for four from there today. Mort and Grove out. Minute eight left in this one. 14-point Warrior lead. Hawks are going to empty the bench as well. Some uh, familiar bodies from the JV game coming in here. One of them anyway. One more for Matthews. And the Warriors are going to get some guys in. Wyatt Hatch, Dylan Anderson, and Noah Groom into the game. Watcherson, Graham, and Disler out. They get a nice round of applause. Tell you what, you would think this was a Warriors home game when you look at the stands. Probably uh, definitely more Warriors fans here than Hawks fans. Missed that one. Dylan Anderson with the rebound, so he gets himself in the stat sheet right away. Hatch, left angle three, looks good. Is Wyatt Hatch comes in the game and immediately drains a three-pointer, which I think was about as much offense as he had in the JV game the whole time. Win for three going the other way. No good. Coble inside lays it up and in on the putback. Rice Coble, his first two of the game. 45 seconds left to go here from Lapine High School. Hatch on top. Reeves for three. Looks good. No, that one rims around. Matthews with it. And an offensive foul called on Matthews. Swinging an elbow. Dylan Anderson was harassing him in there. And they get uh, Matthews a little frustration foul. They get him out of the game. 
no reason to have your starting center in there. Ball rolls out onto the floor. <laughs> Coach Nelson uh, looks at the sideline there. The JV players behind him says take care of the ball. Nice save by Wynn on the steal. Gets it ahead to Earls. Earls back to Wynn. Wynn puts up a three from on top. No good inside. Cody Dyke with the rebound. Dyke over to Anderson. 20 seconds to go in this one. Dillon bounce pass. Groom in the corner. Back to Dillon. Out on top to Reeves. 13 seconds. There's a bad pass. Wynn with another steal. He'll take this one. Cody Dyke hustling from behind. Knocks it away. Playing that good middle linebacker role there. Good hustle play for number 45. 7.6 seconds left to go. Comfortable win for the Warriors. Inside uh, turns plenty. Takes the inbounds. Tries to go up and gets fouled on the shot attempt by Cody Dyke with 6.2 seconds remaining. Two shots coming for Tracy. Turns plenty. First one. Up and long. One more coming for number 35. And that should just about wrap this one up. Warriors can go get some pizza and head home tomorrow morning. Misses the second one. Ball tip. Coble gets it. Turns. Kicks it back out. Win for three. No good. And that's it, folks. Final score. Warriors 56. And the Hawks 41. A comfortable win. After the Warriors found themselves down by two in the first quarter, up six after two, up 14, and then they win by 15 after four quarters of play. So a nice win for the Warriors. No injuries. Uh, got a chance for Josh to work through that shoulder uh, that he's been nursing since the Rainier football game uh, midseason. And a chance for uh, Isaac Watcherson to try out that newly repaired finger on his left hand and make sure that uh, everything's working well for him and so Warriors back in action Tuesday night at Oregon Episcopal School in Portland and so we'll bring you all the action then I'll be right back with some scoring totals for you to close up the night this is Amity Warrior Basketball on KLYC McMinnville 1260 AM Trade Street Commons in downtown Amity is a historical place celebrating small businesses and community. Whether you desire a cup of Illy Coffee Excellence and a homemade waffle at the Common Cup, a gift of locally made chocolates and flower arrangements from Rainflower Florist and Sweets, or a hearty meal of fresh, delicious Mexican food from Tacos Burros, you will find that need met at the Trade Street Commons. Good food and drink combined in a friendly, quaint atmosphere. Come and visit us in Amity today. Welcome back, Warrior fans. Uh, so the Warriors get a 56-41 win and a uh, little tournament title here, if you will, as they knock off Burns and then uh, do the same to the host school, the Lapine Hawks. We'll have a little all-tournament team and a trophy presentation here shortly. Warriors were led tonight by Keenan Graham, Isaac Watcherson, and Josh Ward all finishing with 13 points, six out of Logan Grove, and three each for Hayden Reeves, Wyatt Hatch, Landon Disler, and two for George Hatch. The Hawks got 21 out of Alex Farnsworth, nine for Aiden Brown, and then a smattering of scoring spread throughout their lineup. All right, we'll let you know who the all-tournament ones on the all-tournament team here. Uh, they should be doing that here pretty quick. They're tallying things up here in front of us. Uh, I would guess it's Josh and uh, either Isaac or Keenan. It should be Josh and Keenan, really, uh, on the little first team all tournament here that they do. 
But uh, we'll wait and see if they give us that announcement. So uh, Tuesday at OES, girls start at about 6 o'clock. And uh, Warriors got a nice win on the JV side, too. A hard-fought one against the Hawks. Winning that game by one point. That was a scrappy, intense game. That one was much scrappier, much more intense than the varsity game. Uh, two very evenly matched teams on a JV level. So we'll tell you who got on there from the Warriors here on the first team. Uh, and the girls, uh, Maylin Williams was first team all tournament here. Dakota Seah making first team from Burns. We saw him. Boy, he is he is a tough little basketball player. Fearless. And he had a game-winning shot for them to win their game earlier today against uh, Aragon at the buzzer. Farnsworth from Lapine, first team, which makes sense after what we just saw here. And then, and then Notary also from Lapine getting first team. I think they do six of them. Two from each of the uh, first and second place teams. Josh Wart getting one of them. Here, a nice round of applause from the kids and the fans here. And also from Keenan Graham. Keenan Graham. Big smile on his face. A couple goofy kids who play play the game hard and uh, are just great teammates to have. They're, they're well-loved by their teammates. Uh, they're just a fun team. They play well. The best players have great attitudes. They're easy to uh, to play with, and they have a lot of fun. They all get along well on and off the floor, uh, and that's just makes them easy to cheer for, as Jed and I were talking about before. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we will talk to you again on Tuesday evening from Oregon Episcopal School. Thanks for joining us. Have a great night, everybody, and go Warriors.